1: Manny run yes, sir. Out, no, of, sir. out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Big game, big game today. I'll give you a big just, game from Jimmy. Huge relax. Huge handoffs. Uh, <laughs> just so many
2: interceptions deflected. Just a great guy. I, I, t- I tell you what about Jimmy. One thing I noticed is funny with him is that after he makes a dumbass play, which is like six to eight times a game, like his face after, he doesn't care. Like he does not care. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, I don't know what it is, but he does. It. <laughs> it's a good looking dude. He just doesn't seem to care about anything no matter what happened. So That I'm does gonna, make
3: him like Eli Manning in that. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. So I'm trying to think not care
2: who, who knows
3: Who
1: ha- who knows the psychology of a fan who roots for a football team that wins in spite of their quarterback? And I'm thinking, who
3: do I know from New York?
1: Obviously, Waz. <laughs> Waz, <laughs> Yo, what's up, bro?
3: <laughs> you know what's so crazy is that um, I'm a Jets fan, right? And oh so oh when boy. it comes to poor quarterback, um, I think the – no, without question, the best Jets quarterback of my lifetime rooting for the team is – Chad Pennington. And the Mm. second best Mm. quarterback is probably a toss-up between Vinny Testaverde, who was already like 40, and Glenn Foley, who probably nobody listening to this podcast has ever fucking heard of. Exactly. (laughs) Or maybe Ray Lucas. Like, the second best quarterback of Jets quarterback (laughs) of my life is so up for grabs, it's pathetic. But I will say this about Eli, because I do – Here's the thing, like, I'm sure you guys know this because you guys live in a city with multiple teams, right? Like, if you're an A's fan, you hate the Giants and vice versa. Same Mm. with the Raiders and the Niners. Like, for me, I hate the Giants. However, they delivered me unequivocally the best sports moment of my life, which is 17-1, and the fucking Super Bowl. I have never... Ever been happy? I don't, I swear to God, I've never been happier about something than Plaxico catching that pass in the end zone. I remember the New England DP had (laughs) fallen down. I'll never forget what the feeling of watching that game, and it wasn't my team involved. I just hate the Patriots that much.
1: (laughs) And And I will say this um, so if it's baseball, I agree with you, like the A's Giants thing, like. I, I just like, like when the giants are doing well, I like send the most like passive aggressive, like I'm happy for your text to Andy, <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. but like the Raiders left town. So mm-hmm. I don't have that. I don't have that mm-hmm. kind of like, like, I don't hate the Giants. Or, I'm sorry. I don't hate the, um, the Niners. But, like, I, I know what you mean when it's not your team, but it's the local market. It's just
3: because uh... they're fans. Anytime something good happens, you have to deal with their smug <laughs> remarks and their <laughs> shit grins. And it's just like, <laughs> me Fuck right now, off, Yankee fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Although there, there is nothing better than coming on here and watching the A's be cheap and then Derek Carr last night. I just like to look at Sam's face. Like, he just kind of has no emotion, but it's God. It's a beautiful thing. It's a be- just like watching the Cowboys lose and Maples on the timeline. I honestly, I hope he's okay. You know, pray a lot of our listeners know Jason Maples who comes on the pod all the time. I, I pray he's okay. But uh, whew. what a what a game. What a game today. As the, uh, as the days
3: were leading up to the game, I got that creeping feeling. I was like, the Cowboys are losing this. This is just like the Niners around in the form. They found their defense. Yeah. Their running game is back, like, and Jimmy G is, even with a bad thumb, he's doing just enough that it doesn't matter. And I'm like, yo, this is – because they're not going to come back and drop back a bunch of freaking times and let their crazy good D-line just get after people. Like, that's not what's going to happen. Like, they're going to run the ball. And I'm just like, yeah, they're going to use your strengths against you. And lo and behold, man, Dak is fucking throwing balls into the freaking ground all day. It was a nasty performance.
2: Ugh. A lot of Jimmy G type of uh, stuff from Dak today. I was watching him and I was just like, Ooh, I lo- <laughs> that looks like my quarterback. Like that looks like my – if you're if, – if the game is in your quarterback's hands and he needs to win it for, for, for what is it, 60 minutes, might not win it and Dak didn't. So, uh, you know, we got a better one coming up next week though. By Let's
3: the see. way,
2: speaking
1: of similarities, the, the Cowboys-Dak uh, uh, afterwards kind of – you know making some <laughs> passive aggressive comments reminding me of the lakers in general the laws the lakers blaming <laughs> you know i'm 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 trying to make a i'm trying to make a transition here
3: you know <laughs> wait wait what did what did dak say what did he say
1: i'm pulling up the exact quote he he made a comment about the refs he goes uh where do we go right here
2: um, I can do it, Sam. I have the it up. up. Oh, you have it. Go for it. go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, catch you. They're good. Um. All right. So, Cowboys. So here we go. Cowboys QB Dak Prescott disparaged fans for throwing bottles and debris at the players. I didn't even know that. Then Dak Dakota was told the fans were aiming for officiating crew, and then Prescott retracted and said, "quote unquote," a credit to them. Then woo, <laughs> woo,
3: <laughs> woo. That's LeBron in
2: the cast type of stuff, right, Watts? <laughs> <laughs> the
3: guy, you know, of of all the the semi questionable things LeBron has done, um, <laughs> not wearing the cast during the series was actually justifiable, right? Like hiding the injury. But all accounts say that he did punch a wall or something after Jr. Smith did what he did in Game One. Like this dude scores fifty something points in a game they have no business winning and they almost stole it. But for Jr. Smith, it's like a decade ago. We don't need to go down that road.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, I think it's, I think it's hilarious that we, that we're getting back into this. I mean, you, you are living in, uh, LA these days. Yep. Uh, I know you're not a Laker fan. Right. You are in, um, impartial observer of mm. the national basketball association that's mm.
3: right that's right <laughs> objectivity i don't mm. curry favor with anybody uh, w-
1: w- except w- for w- the
3: people who befriend me of course yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true.
1: <laughs> love can be bought but you gotta buy it right exactly <laughs> yep exactly so where are we at with this is this the saddest lebron team
2: Post decision, I love, I love that we're starting here. Perfect, I
1: love that. like, like um, obviously, everything pre decision where LeBron did not take right. control of his own career, right. and he's playing with like Big Z's, like his his running mate, like
3: Irenouvels, Sasha yep. Pavlovich, yes,
1: throw that uh, month throw Williams, that out,
3: the Danny Gibbs, yep. Danny Gibson, movie, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is, I think, I still think this is not quite as bad as post Cleveland. I mean, post Kyrie Cleveland, where it's like Rodney Hood is your second best right. score, right? Like that was pretty depressing, um, but it's bad. And it's just so, it's just so ugly to watch. Like, it's not entertaining. Like, of course, if you don't like the Lakers, you can be tickled by the fact that they're struggling mm. so obviously. But like, they don't. And, it's, and the thing is, too, that's, that's crazy is like they are the complete opposite of the team they were the past two seasons a grimy defensive team mm-hmm. that got stops. And it's like, all right, we have LeBron and AD. We can figure out how to cobble together, decent enough offense and figure it out. Now they just played with no effort on defense. Sometimes like, I look at some of the switches. They they switch for no reason. And the guys are just hanging back. And dudes will send just, set just one screen and get a wide open three. Just one screen, pass the ball, wide open fucking three-pointer in NBA offense is this in 2022 when everybody knows teams want to shoot threes. Like you set one screen against the Lakers defense and you can get an open three, which is just like, it's just nasty. And I wonder, you know, where they go from here. Obviously, everybody read the reporting about LeBron sort of an AD interviewing, you know, potential for um, new teammates, right? Whether mm, it be DeMar DeRozan, right, Dave right, Lillard, and they talk to Russ and they convince themselves. <laughs> That the Russell Westbrook thing could work, um, and it so obviously hasn't.
1: It's, it's um, it feels like fan fiction that Andy and I wrote.
2: Just, just
3: it really does. <laughs> it really, really, like you, you couldn't
2: uh, to you know LeBron, one of the smartest people in the NBA, if not the smartest person, convincing yourself that Russell Westbrook, like I I just I don't know I. Even Laker fans, when it yeah. happened, weren't sold on it. Like the most diehard hard Laker fans. Even, actually,
1: actually, my I, I just, favorite thing is watching Laker fans who are like just lying about it. They're yeah, well, they're doing the whole like they're 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 hardlining. Like it's obviously gonna work come playoff time. You don't know what you're talking about. Like just the <laughs> the lean in. Like like on some level, I respect it. Like I'm like, man, you you got a you got a tougher stomach than me right now. <laughs>
3: So here's the thing for me is that I was completely like, this is horrible. This is the worst (laughs) thing that could have ever happened to the team. Smart man. Um, This is scary. And because it's like, not only is Russ's game incongruent with what LeBron wants to do, it's that you're sending guys who fit perfectly next to LeBron away Mm -hmm. in KCP, in Kuzma, right? Then, of course, it's compounded by not bringing Caruso back. And it's just like, at a certain point, the identity of the team is fucked up. But I was like, yo, at the end of the day, Rondo and Dennis Schroeder were secondary ball handlers last year. They, you know, they attacked openings when they could, which were like just obvious openings. And I felt like Russ could do a legitimate approximation of what those guys did. However, those dudes played defense. Like Dennis Schroeder came in with a terrible defensive reputation. He played defense for the Lakers. Like he was like an on-ball sort of menace at times, even though he's a small guy and he could get bullied by bigger dudes. He played hard on defense. Um, And I was just like, yeah, Russ can do a fucking Dennis Schroeder impersonation. And that was good enough last year. But of course, you know, Russ comes in here and he's just trying to do 2017, Russ, um, the same old formula. And it's just like, yeah. he's nowhere. He's so diminished as a player. He doesn't dribble past people. Obviously, he's not a threat at the cup anymore. Um, it's just he's just a just <laughs> way more diminished version of a guy that we weren't convinced was that right. Useful anyway. Even at the
2: peak.
1: Right. right.
3: So it's just I, ugly. It's all bad. I
1: have warrior related questions, but like also. Last night we have Russell Westbrook's brother.
3: (laughs) Oh man,
1: getting on Twitter Spaces. You've been keeping
3: up with
2: that stuff, was?
3: Oh, for the second time, I saw some of it last night. I didn't know. I didn't know this was. First of all, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this as a Spotify employee because we got green room. But I love Twitter Spaces. Mm. Mm. Like, if I'm on my phone and I see something that is like might be Mm -hmm. kind of fun, I'm tapping in, Mm -hmm. and just listening. I don't need to speak. I just want to hear people talk shit about shit. So. I love Twitter Spaces as a platform, um, but no, I missed this because I guess I'm not in tapped into Lakers fandom Twitter that crazily. Yeah, so I didn't. Out. It didn't. It didn't appear on my shit. I just saw the snippet of it where a guy as 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 I don't know if the listeners <sighs> know, so we can flesh it out. A guy is talking to Russell Westbrook's brother mm-hmm. in Twitter Spaces, and he posited the idea that maybe Russ can't shoot for shit anymore because he needs LASIK because he can't see look man you hit the
1: top of the backboard everything's on the table that's all i'm gonna say everything's on the table and um not once not twice and it's it's not even just that like all right russ's russ has had some ugly bricks but that same spaces and i mean i'm gonna take this off you you know take this off your hands uh westbrook's brother is making some passive aggressive comments about steph curry too some some uh oh they stopped the game when steph set the three-point record but they didn't stop the game when russ set the triple double record oh he also threw out the westbrook has a higher field goal percentage than steph curry this season one out there and i'm just i'm just sitting here going like oh man the the weights the weight's <laughs> getting heavy. The weight is getting heavy because like I don't know a single person who's like I feel like Laker fans are trying to convince themselves that they can turn Russ into a competent, useful. Play. Like, no one's coming in with this, like, and he's better than Steph. It's just like, let's 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 get him to like a competent, useful player status, not like you know, comparing him to
3: an MVP F- candidate. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Yeah, and, you know, it's crazy because, like, only Russ's brother could ever think that they were in conversation and league with one another. Like, it had to be a family member to say that because that's right. just <laughs> that's, it's just ludicrous otherwise. Classic to even,
2: Westbrook behavior.
3: To even think that Russ is on. But, you know, it's like the other day when he was like, yo, people expect me to come out here and drop 35, 17, and 17. It don't work like that. It's like, <laughs> Russ, look. <laughs> Nobody expects you to drop 35 <laughs> Like, nobody does, bro. Stop it. Like, people that's, just want to see That's not why you people are Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, yo, in some of his stuff, and that's the thing about playing with LeBron that I think fucks, fucks it up for a lot of guys, is that you're, because people are so hypercritical of the stuff that LeBron's teams are doing, they're watching it with such a, um like, a trained eye, your mistakes get magnified, right? Like, I remember the first time, when he went back to Cleveland, watching Kyrie play. For, Cause like, I wasn't paying attention to those dudes when, when Kyrie got there and I was just like, hold up. um, This dude doesn't pass the fucking ball, right? <laughs> like I was just like, what in the hell? And then Kevin Love, I was like, yo, this guy can't guard fours or fives. What the fuck? He's not an isolation scorer, what the fuck? Like you start to know this shit about guys when they're playing next to LeBron because you're watching those games, right? With a critical eye. I think Russ coming to the Lakers, I'm watching him, I'm just like, does this guy ever throw an accurate pass? When he (laughs) actually passing, like it's never in the guy's catch radius. It's just like, yo, what the, like he'll throw an open, it just goes, Crazy.
1: I under he, he I underrated like how he, big Stephen Adams was. Like a huge catcher, bruh.
3: bruh. And, and like his his handle, it always looks like he's <laughs> dribbling with oven mitts on, and like he's on the verge of a turnover. I'm just like, man, I wasn't watching Russ really closely these past few years because this is this is jacked up.
2: This is this is some special stuff. I tell you that this is elite <laughs> elite. No, I almost feel bad for him. Almost. <laughs> Almost, uh, except like he's been one of the most annoying players just to listen to and hear the last few years. But uh, the guy that really its really funny is is LeBron's playing elite basketball. Yeah. Uh, you can say, you know, the defense, the shooting, stuff like that, but he's playing amazing basketball. And as a Warriors fan, and you watch him lose by 40 or just lose to the Portland Trailblazers without damage, just sitting there like, God damn, that's, that's fucking art. That is art. That is, I and mean, he's 38 and he's playing oh, amazing, God. and they're, they have no chance out there. Like, I just, I just, it's crazy what the Lakers are doing. And, and AD's out for, it looks like another week or so. But even when AD was playing, it didn't look like AD was, you know, top tier five or top tier four that he's been for the last few years. So, I, I don't know. I I mean, I know, I know that it's amazing, but shit, I don't know where they go.
3: And and I think part of um, if you if you were LeBron watcher like I am, um, I feel like LeBron going crazy these last few weeks is just like his signal to the public, like I'm still good.
2: (laughs) It ain't ain't me. It's not me. It's not me on the court.
3: Like this team is losing and we look pathetic, but LeBron, Raymond, James. (laughs) It's <laughs> still hoop okay um it's these other jokers that y'all gotta <laughs> worry about um but it's just yeah it's just been crazy to watch how it's just devolved and Russ like you know because they took the point guard shit away from him and like some of the like post-game interviews like he's like legitimately down in the dumps oh like, he was, like, looks down so it. bad I've down never seen so- Russ like not be defiant and like check right. confidence and all of that like he looks like yeah, this is bad. He got to fit out. Bad, gotta fit yeah, out. he's got to mm. fit out. I don't know what's up with he's him. He's got to stop fitting out. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> oh, you know, You
0: know what I'm talking about. <laughs> to <bad>. we got... <laughs> and Yeah. Oh, the,
1: the best part of this is, like, it's every LeBron team. Like, I don't know where or how it's coming, but at some point there will be, like, a redemption, like, story arc to this. Like, cause he's not, uh, he's too good. Like they're not going to just like right, chill and right. like be a nine seed and losing the play. Like at some point something's going to happen and
3: we're all going to be like, you know what? Like, uh, they, they might be, they, they might have a little comeback. Here's the, thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. If, if Vogel has the stones to play Russ less in the playoffs, um and you're playing LeBron and AD forty minutes a game, and they're playing to their capabilities. The Lakers are gonna be hard to beat, right? Like there's enough there that they're gonna be tough to deal with. Um, but they're man, like yeah, 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 they'll they'll be competitive. But man, like you expected Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, ThT. Um, freaking, Austin, uh, Austin
1: Reeves. That's the. That's like you yeah, expecting the these guy. guys
3: to be guarding the very best perimeter players that the NBA has to offer? Wolf. Wolf.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean that's that's a huge salary spot that they're not. I mean Alex Caruso would be what their second best player right now. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's just third with third with uh, AD. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. AD. I mean, dude looks fat. I mean, geez We'll, we'll see. We'll see what AD.
3: Oh, run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Should we talk some
1: Warriors? We should. Yes, we, we're like 20 minutes into it and we haven't even talked Warriors. <laughs> it's let's, too good. The other stuff that's, is too good. Yeah, I know. It, it, we, we love to troll too hard. <laughs> Was. Last time we had you on the show, you kind of gave us the politest "this team is trash" comment of all time. And to be fair, they were pretty trash last year.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so obviously, Kelly Oubre is gone,
2: and maybe that's He's, it. Ken Kemba's
1: worst
3: He's on the Lakers, not He's playing on the Lakers. basketball. Not hoping. Yeah. No. 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 How, and
1: obviously, the Warriors are going through a little bit right now. You know, like, Steph's yeah. injured. Um, I don't think it's serious. But Draymond's Dre's out, for, Dre's out for two weeks, minimum. Um, and, and they lost to the Wolves tonight. And, like, who really cares in the context of the health and everything. But where are you at with this team? Like, like, are you
3: buying them? Yeah, I think they're viable because the defense is so elite. Like, they are so incredible on that end, they're forcing the shit out of turnovers. Like teams are just (laughs) throwing the ball all over the place against them, (laughs) which I think helps their offense a lot. They don't always have to be in half court. And, you know, I I actually had Nate on um, weekends with Waz. We're doing that now on the Ringer NBA feed. Um, Check that out every single Sunday. I had him on today and we were talking about the Warriors and he said he thinks the Warriors defense is the most elite unit in the league Mm -hmm. outside of Brooklyn if all their guys are healthy on offense, right? And so you take the best unit in the league into the playoffs, like you give yourself a great chance in every series and you know it's just going to come down to whether Stephen Clay can generate enough offense for those guys. Um and you know, unlike past years, like the ancillary parts like the Wiggins and the Pools and you know, um Juan Toscano, like these guys are competent players you know like it's not just you know crappy veteran on his last legs yep, and, yep, you know, yep. and i don't want to call barbosa crappy but like he was older and he was getting significant t- i mean
2: demarcus cousins was you know I mean, he saying? was coming off injury but he was bad
3: exactly so i think yeah. the stuff around it is going to make it so that their offense is not going to be pedestrian if steph has a off night But, yeah, you got to feel good about how they guarding people, man, because I straight up did not know they were going to be this tough on defense this season.
2: We actually thought they'd be better. Oh, well, I thought they'd be better on offense than they would be on defense because they didn't have necessarily the type of athletes on defense. But I thought they'd be okay. They'd be good enough, maybe 10th. But offensively, they they got a bunch of shooters. But the problem actually to me is that are they able to actually score against elite-level defenses in crunch time? Because right now, I mean, Steph's struggling for the past, Jesus, four weeks, five weeks now. It's been a while. And you can watch the way that teams play, Steph. It's just two, three guys, no matter what. doesn't matter. Honestly, if KD was on the team, I think they'd still do the same thing. And Steph's just hasn't been the same guy. Like, are you worried about the way that they're going to be able to score against your Memphis, Phoenix? Utah? You know-
1: you know, We're not worried the, about a Chris Paul team. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, that's <laughs> facts. That's just
1: facts.
3: That's just facts. Spicy takes. Um, look, I, I think the reason why I wasn't as gung-ho as everybody else last year about, oh, we need Steph to be more on ball, We need to work his ass to death. I'm just like, guys, like, to what end? It's not like y'all going to go to the playoffs and this is going to work, right? Like, what's the point of all of this wear and tear? So it's just like, that's why I like – the Warriors offense being so egalitarian during the regular season. Because come playoff time, yeah, it's gonna be on Steph. It's gonna be on Steph. He's gonna, he's gonna have to beat people in isolations, he's gonna have to take guys to the cup because they're gonna be playing him for the drive. He's gonna have to finish over length. Like it's gonna be on Steph. And you know, like, I don't know how if you're a Warriors fan, if that's the sort of all right, we're gonna win or lose on Steph Curry being great. I like my odds there, to be honest. Even at this stage in his career,
1: yeah, and like that's that's my whole thing. Like, if you get to a situation where it's like, all right, Steph has to beat someone one on one, I take my chances because he, it's like because it's he, like is. if it doesn't happen, okay, then then we have a different conversation about what they need to do team wise. But like, if you think Steph's still that dude, which I'm gonna go, you know, I assume most yes. yes. listeners do. Yes. <laughs> uh, That's the situation you want. You want to see a scenario where it's like, all right, everyone's playing everything and it comes down to Steph making a play one on one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem, I think the issue with Steph, I think we'll see in the next few years is he's just not going to be that guy for 82 games. And this is what LeBron's been so good at the last few years is that LeBron doesn't care. Like, he could just not – because it's 82 games in the regular season. (laughs) What happens if you take a couple weeks off? You're an MVP. You're a champion. It doesn't really matter. But, like, guys like Chris Paul, who's never won, you know what I mean, like Devin Booker, DeAndre, like, those guys are going to try to get the one seed no matter what. They haven't won anything. So, I I think with Steph, it is more so like, hey, he's not going to be always great in the regular season. But in the playoffs, you would think that he's going to be that guy still.
3: How have you guys felt about Clay? You know.
1: I'm too, it's too early. It's too early to make a, like, here, here's, here's the, the honest take, which is like, he looks good, but he also looks like he has no clue how to play basketball with other people. Mm. So like, I'm, I'm happy with how he looks physically, but I also like, it would be cool if he didn't take more shots than minutes played. You know, <laughs> like, <that's>
2: well, like- <laughs> well, the, the thing with me is like, I, Draymond, Steph, and Clay haven't even played together yet. Right. The thing he's about Clay day. Thompson is like we're seeing Clay dribble so much because it's usually Draymond's job to get him the rock. Right, right yeah, now, that's it's what like- I was gonna
3: say. I'm like, so much on ball, Clay, <laughs> which is what we're not used to. When he had that crazy 60-point game or whatever it was, I remember the sports yep. center being like, he didn't even dribble this whole game, right? Um, and like he's come back and he's like playing as if he's like Trey young or something. It's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: And at
3: the same time, I kind of like
1: it. It's kind (laughs) of fun to watch him like try to like, he's at least he's tried stuff that I've never seen him do in his career. And I like, I don't know if it's good or bad at age 31, but but, like in context of January mid season, I'm bored as hell watching this team. (laughs) Like I'm kind of down
2: with it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just, it's him and Kaminga. Like it's it's that, or you just watch Kaminga, who is nineteen years old, and he looks like the best offensive player that the Warriors have tonight. It's uh, I don't know, I don't know what that says. That,
1: what's, that... what's the
3: what's the word on Wiseman? <laughs> Sam, uh, you wanna you wanna take this one, Chief?
1: Well, he got he got uh, a secondary surgery on his knee, so he got scalped. Wow, which is never positive. And you know, the team's just trying to pretend it isn't a thing, you know, it's just kind of like hey, whatever, Kuminka, look look Kuminka, you know. That's sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know anyone who thinks he's coming back before the all-star break. So we're gonna leave it at that. Like I feel like preseason the dream scenario was he comes in he works himself in with the second unit. He's kind of like a big man who plays a role in the rotation, but like no big pressure, right? At this point it's like yeah. What you know, he hasn't played since last March, April, and even if he comes back, like okay, he might give you some minutes, but like probably not for the playoffs or anything. So it's, they they probably have to find someone in the free agent market or the trade market, or whatever you want to say.
3: So here's another thing I want to ask you guys about Wiseman. And the LaMelo thing is obvious. It's been done ad nauseum. Like, we know. We don't need to we don't, I don't that. know who that is. Yeah, I don't know. We is. don't need to yeah. beat that with a dead horse. That's we don't, my, that's my we don't talk about
2: LaMelo. Is nah, there another
3: guy from the class that you guys say to yourself, like, man, the Warriors should be kicking themselves for not have done anything? Oh, oh no, no, hold on. I, I mean... I don't- Ooh. I
1: mean, I spent about a thousand dollars on BigBallerBrand.com, so I haven't like
2: really looked. Like <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen though. the hoodie, by the way. Sam's not lying. I'm not joking. Dude, <laughs> uh, that's a wardrobe full of it. Hey man,
1: it's a nice. It's
2: support Levar. It's, it's a. It's
1: just. It's, it's a nice silhouette. You know what? what you yeah. you gonna say?
2: Uh, um, I, that's a. That's a great question. I'm looking I, at this like. Oh, I've got one for you. I've got one for you, Tyrese Halliburton.
0: Um, mm. The whole the whole
2: time, I think Warriors fans were saying, "Look, you're not. There's no elite level prospect. I mean, now we're now we're seeing Lamella is awesome and Anthony Edwards is pretty damn good. Um, but there's no really elite level prospect. Why don't you just trade down and get someone like Halliburton, who's smart, uh, doesn't make mistakes, and could play now. Player. I mean, he's a Warriors player. If Halliburton was on this team, he would be. It's just.
3: Yeah, he would be I incredible mean, on. He's this literally
2: team. young Iguodala. Like, he yeah. just makes
3: – but he can shoot. And He can shoot, and his understanding of, you know, how to attack NBA defenses, man, like, mm. he's a willing passer. It's, yeah, his just smarts for the game. He would have fit in seamlessly with this group. But I'm looking at it, it's like, I don't think Warriors fans are like, oh, my God, we missed out on Isaac Okoro or Obi Toppin. Like, Ooh. nobody's hey, like
1: – Peyton Pritchard, number 26.
3: Tyrese Maxey, like I, I like I don't I, Emmanuel quickly, although the Knicks oh, love him. Y-
2: yeah, you like him.
3: I, I like quickly. I like I like people who can dribble and shoot, you know what I mean? Like the dude, if you go way underneath yes, on a pick and roll, he can he can put it up and he's quick enough with, with the handle that he can get to the rack, too. Like, if you if a guy is somebody at that age that you can't go underneath screens against. I'm gonna like the, the guy so, but although again, like obviously picking him number two would have would just be insane. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel like they missed out on much outside of LaMelo Ball, though, seems I, like he's a surefire all star perennial guy at this point. Yeah, moment.
2: I it sucks for him because he's been out. It just, it just, that's really nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like they messed up the rehab or anything. I just realized you guys did trade for Cam Reddish and I, I wanted to do a quick tangent on that, but um. But um, I think I'm a big Cam Reddish guy. Are you?
3: Sure, I'm not. Nah, yeah, sure. I I, I not. watch I watch the Hawks I'm a not. lot because I picked them to win like fifty something games this year. I thought they were gonna be like really good. Like they would yeah. use the playoffs as a springboard to yeah, be like, yeah, all yeah. right, we, um, yeah. They've done the opposite and basically hot dog the entire regular season. But yeah, Cam Reddish. He's one of those dudes. It's like oh, the potential. He's six foot seven. He's got the wingspan and sometimes Shoot. he flashes shooting ability yeah. and he even does a little bit on ball stuff. And, but it's like, bro, he never puts all that shit together ever.
2: <laughs> it's like, we've seen the story with, well, you see the story all the time with a lot of players. I mean, I just think he's, he thinks he's a lot better than he is. The stuff that you read about Cam Reddish, the reason why he's wants to leave is that, I mean, he thinks he's a superstar and there's not <laughs> yeah. many superstars of the nba man you're congratulations. not congratulations you
3: get to play for tibbs now um good <laughs> luck with that
2: <laughs> a lot of a oh, lot, 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 lot of pick and roll and isos but good luck to the knicks good luck to the knicks good luck to julius randall
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards
1: why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting
0: out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Look, they're they're dealing with some injuries right now, and like it's not really worth talking about because none of them are serious. Where where are you with this team? Like, how much are you actually buying them as like a long term contender here, or are you thinking, you know, KD got hurt today, but he's also going to be back in four or six weeks? Are going to be yeah. dealing? Are we going to be dealing with him just full spite store on the Warriors at the end of the playoffs?
3: Um, I think I think Brooklyn, when fully when their roster is all available, is still clearly the best team in the NBA. But as far as the rest of that class of teams, Miami, the Bucks, again Ooh. Miami went fully healthy, of course, the Bucks, the Suns, the Dubs, and I put Utah in that category. I know people wow. shake their heads and wow. are disgusted by that. But I actually do rate the Jazz. Um, I think it's all, and, and Golden State obviously is at the top of that, um, and the Jazz are probably closer to the bottom. But I think those teams in a playoff setting, thats those are really hard-fought, competitive seven-game series. Any combination of the teams that I just mentioned, if all of their available talent is on hand.
2: Tell you what, there's no, uh, there's no Dynasty Warriors. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so. That
3: shit, that shit that they did to Portland in 2019 without KD, like, it ain't going to be that, where they just pantsing teams in the playoffs. Like, yeah. that's, it's not going to be that, but they got as good a chance as anybody to come out the West, and I, I would, I would think that they're actually the favorite in the West.
2: Ooh, that that's a good point. I think that recreating, or maybe not recreating, but if they can find some version of that. I mean, clay he's a ways away. Draymond, who knows? I mean, shit. Two weeks see, with the see, disc, the, who knows? The, but The
3: thing about 2019, though, is that they had spent three years doing the KD stuff. And so teams weren't particularly attuned to guarding the Warriors no. as that team anymore. They hadn't had to be it for so long. And then because the muscle memory with those three dudes... It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. They went right back into it. Yep, yeah, immediately. They just didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Um, I think it's different now, right? Like, obviously, they do that beautiful game shit every single game. And as you know, in the playoffs, all of that stuff is way better scouted. Yep. And teams are more attuned to the stuff they're trying to do. Uh, so it's going to be tough. But I think, yeah, man, I think you got to think they're the best. They had the best shot, if not by a long shot, to to get out of the West
2: yeah the, uh, the uh the east I, th- I think i agree um i think the east is in a place where if if the if the nets are with kd for two months almost uh if they're in a seeding uh, situation where it's a tough series the bucks are damn good yeah the bucks are i just i i would think the they're the favorite something. Yeah, but it, to me it also feels like in a playoff series in an nba finals i think the warriors would rather see the bucks than the nets anyway
3: we're we're in mid january Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We, like, plenty of time to get this through yeah. and again the thing about and I know we make all these jokes about Kyrie and the jab and, you know, right. flat earth and, you know, all seeing eye Illuminati conspiracy <laughs> and all that dumb shit. But like, but the bottom line is like, this dude doesn't yeah. finish seasons healthy. He yeah. never, he rarely does. He like Boston. Remember the first Warriors championship, which I'm sure Cleveland fans like to remind you, there was no Kev Love and no Kyrie Uh, last year. He didn't finish the playoffs like he's always getting injured. So you can't take Kyrie Irving's present um, as a given at the end of the season. He does not have that track record. So, you know, Brooklyn, I think, is very talented, but obviously super fragile and vulnerable at the same time.
2: I'm with you. No? I, that's a good place to end it. Now see, that's what I wanted to
1: right. We end there, Waz. Appreciate you coming on. You got anything you want to plug? Uh,
3: you know, just check us out on the Ringer NBA show feed, of course. Um, me, Justin Verrier, and Rob Mahoney. We do group chat and I day de- I'm debuting a new show every Ooh. single Sunday called Weekends with Waz. I'm definitely gonna have y'all up there at some point. Let's time. go. Um, every single Sunday, check out Weekends with Waz all on the ringers the ringer nba feed um wherever you get your podcast so check that out
1: appreciate it brother thanks for all coming right on. good
3: stuff guys <laughs>